If you join me again in Hebrews, uh, as we end Hebrews, we're going to cover a few verses in this great chapter and to help kind to focus us, if you will, on the subject matter of dealing with the images of the Messiah we're going to deal with now as Jesus as our priest. We will look in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, and as we look at this 10th chapter, may we gather at our eyes down at verse 19. It reads in New Living Translation saying, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest, who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him, for our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Continue on looking at verses 23 to 25. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is dawning, drawing near. Praise God for his words. You may be seated as you take your seat. We are going to need, uh, 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 deal again with this great text of how we serve a great high priest. And we have a high, high priest serving us. In the images of the Messiah, we talked about how he is prophet. We talked about how he is king. Now we're going to talk about how he is priest. And I want to uh, again acknowledge that he is all of these things even before he became born in a manger. Jesus the Christ is our prophet, our king and our priest. He's our prophet for he is our mediator who gives us the message of God and represents God and speaks for God. Y'all remember that? As the prophet is the mediator, the spokesperson of God representing God to us, the people. Then not only is he that, but he's also our king. And, and since he is our king, that means we recognize him as our ruler, for he is the ruler, superior, and has all authority on heaven and on earth. And we, his believers, his children, are to represent the kingdom of God here in our church, in our everyday activity. That when they see us, they see the working of the kingdom of God, acknowledging to them that we are servants of the living king. And they see that in our obedience to him. Jesus let us know that they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. And so 
as he's our Jesus as our prophet, he is now in the position of speaking for the people and representing them to God. Then he as king, he as superior and ruler, and we are submission into him. But looking at the priest, the priest represents the people and presents their sacrifices to the Lord, our God. Jesus, not just our priest, but he is our high priest. Jesus, our high priest. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Isn't that good news? That we have a high priest that knows what we've gone through because he's gone through. Oh, glory be to God. He understands our weaknesses, but the beautiful thing is that he has not sinned. Mm. That's why he's qualified to be a priest. If you look at the qualifications of priests, it was that Levites were chosen by God to be the priest for his people. All priests had to be descendants of Levi. And as they were descendants of Levi, they were descendants of Aaron. But Jesus comes in the order of Melchizedek. Look in Hebrews 7, chapter verses 4 through 10. It says, consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognizes by giving him a tenth of what we had to take in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priest who are descendants of Levi, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promise of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. Mm, mm, mm. The priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born, yet the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. Yet Jesus is greater than all the Levite priests, and Jesus greater than Melchizedek. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins, and he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, you are my son today. I have become your father. And in another passage, you could look and, and God said, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The author of Hebrew is quoting Psalms number 2 and 7 of Psalms number 110 and verse 4. 
He is pointing out that when God is penning out the psalm, that Jesus is representing a greater sacrifice to come, establishing a new covenant. Can someone say a new covenant? Because this old covenant in the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow or, or a dim preview of the good things that come and not the good things themselves. The sacrifice under the system were repeated again and again. Uh, you understand that the priest every day had to go into the temple and every day he had to present a sacrifice and every day they had to keep the fire burning. Every day the people had to come in and be repeated and repent of their sins with the sacrifice over and over and over again. But our high priest Jesus, the son of God, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins. And it's good for all time. This sacrifice was good that after the high priest has accomplished it, he sat down, it says, in the place of honor, God's right hand. This great work established the new covenant. For God established the old covenant with sacrifices of animals. For without the setting of blood, there is no remission of sin. Therefore, the new covenant by Jesus was sacrifice. And, and, and we are familiar with this great story, are we not, of Jesus being sacrificed on the cross? And you know, after he died, what did they do? They pierced him in the side. You know, when they kill the animal, then they take his blood and they pour it out. Did not his blood pour out. Mm, mm. And the beautiful thing is that when his blood poured out, it represents us. Look what the text goes on to say. It says, Thou, we can boldly come before God with our guilty conscience sprinkled with his blood. That's why we like that good old hymn, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now, some of us are looking at that text and say, I don't have a guilty conscience. I, I want to encourage you to stop lying to yourself. The problem that many of us have that we think we are better than we really are. If we look around this place, if you look around this place, we should see saints. And the last time I looked at my Bible, it did not say we had greater saints and lesser saints. It says that we have saints because we are the body of Christ. That means we make up the church. And the church is the body of Christ. And therefore, each and every one of us are in need of the blood of Jesus. That is why the priest came. Look, look, look how the priest came. He says, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. That's what priests do. The priest serve the people. The prophet speaks on behalf of God to the people. Many times a prophet will come and will declare what thus saith the Lord and then they're gone. Then the people are in need of a priest to bring their problems, to bring their troubles, to bring their issues to saying I'm in need of forgiveness. I am in need of redemption. I am in need in some healing. And they'll come to the priest to present their sacrifices. And then the priest would take their sacrifice and present them to the Lord. We have Jesus who came. And aren't you glad how the story tells how people came to Jesus and Jesus took their issues and brought them before the Lord. Mm. We have a great high priest. He represents us before God in this new covenant. 
And this wonderful new covenant replaced the multiple sacrifices. In the old covenant, when the priest would, would make these sacrifices, he would lay his hands on the animal for the sin offering, which symbolized the sins of the people or the person going on to the animal to be the sin sacrifice. This was repeated multiple times. They would receive the animal, they lay their hand on the animal, then they kill the animal, then they sprinkle the blood all over the place. Oftentimes, then when, when, when they were sprinkled, they sprinkle it on the altar and the, and the mercy seat. And the establishment of the old covenant says that they took hyssop and they sprinkled the blood on their garments to have everyone being sprinkled. But we are no longer having blood sprinkled on our garments, but our hearts are guilty, constantly sprinkled by the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? That means that he is washing us, regenerating, and showing us that we have been forgiven. Aren't you glad? That God has marked us by the blood of Jesus. That when he sees us, he sees the blood. And when he sees the blood, he sees the new covenant that we have with him. And when he sees the new covenant, he sees his children, who he calls his children, who are forever established eternally to be with him. So Jesus' death was once and for all. Jesus took on all the sins of the world in his body to become our sin offering. Do you understand the presence of the priest placed his hand on the sacrifice to represent the sins. Jesus was the priest, and he was the sacrifice. And so when he was on the cross, mm, he received all the sins mm, of the world upon him to become our sin sacrifice. So therefore, there's no need to offer any more sacrifices. Oh, glory. Because Jesus' death once and for all was good enough. Mm. Why is that important to us? Think about how in our guilty, constant state, when we mess up, we start thinking, what can I do to make myself feel better? Some of us mess up on Monday. I'm just talking about some of us, not all of us. We mess up on Monday. We can't wait for Sunday to get here. Because we feel at the altar mm, is where I can be refreshed, where I can be renewed, where I can take my cares to the altar. If, if, if you think about it, that many of us thought that I need to get baptized again on Sunday. I can't wait for it to come because I messed up. Because we're thinking, what, what can I do? What, what can I do to remove this guilt, to remove this pain? To remove this depression that's on me, what can I do? And so we start thinking, what can I do if I make it back to the church because I, I feel better in the church? Why do I feel better in the church? Because I feel his presence. Aren't you glad to feel his presence? Let me help you out. So even on that Monday, watch out, even on that Monday, you can still feel his presence. How, how, how can you feel his presence? Jesus says, come. All ye who are burdened and heavy laden, find rest for your soul. How, how, how can I find rest from my pain, my depression, my issue? He says, he says in, in, in Corinthians, Paul said it this way, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And Jesus made it clear who the Son sets free is free indeed. 
And, 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 and that song that, that do we hear, he can break every chain, means that things that had you bound, things that had you down, he's letting you know that my blood, mm, 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 my blood is able to redeem you. That's why we like First John 1 and 9 that he says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. <laughs> let me help somebody out that's not following the spiritual and let me give you something physical here. You got your best shoe. You got your best suit. You got your best hat and you get a stain on. I'm not talking about any kind of stain. I'm talking about that good old greasy spaghetti stain. And you upset now because you know it's going to stain. You're trying to find some water, a bathroom quick, some Sprite, some Coke, some seltzer. What can I spray on this? They'll wipe this out so the stain don't set in. And you're about to get there but then some mud gets on. Oh Lord have mercy. He said, if it's not one thing, it's another. What can I do to get this stain out? Then you see that good old commercial that's going to tell you, if you buy this and put it in your wash, it'll come out brand new and it keeps the color fresh. And you say, good, uh, let me put all my money in to buy that item because I love this item and I want it clean again. So you spend all your money to get that item. They deliver it and you got free shipping and handling. You got it 30 days free. You can return it back if it doesn't work, but you got it and you're going to try it out to see if it works. And after you've done all of that, you find no, it still didn't work. So what does that mean? That means this, that means this, that means this. That you can do all that you can trying to clean it up, but it won't work. But yet Jesus died once. And he cleaned up our mess. Because you know with that dirty item, you don't want to put it on because you're going to feel shame. Everybody look at it. You know it's dirty. They know it's dirty. But you still want to wear it and look dirty. And you're going to walk around looking dirty. But Jesus says, I don't want you to walk around looking dirty. I've come to represent you before God to be your perfect sacrifice that you might have life and life more abundantly. So stop walking around with your head bent down. You see how the priest came to give us hope. So what's our response? Look at verse 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, mm, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. You know, this most holy place in the time, only the high priest, only the high priest, only the high priest, only the high priest. I'm repeating it because I want you to grab it. Only the high priest could go into the most holy place. Right now, we can go to the most holy place. That we are represented by Jesus, who is our high priest, to stand in the presence of God. We can boldly come. It said boldly come. In the past, the high priest, they didn't boldly come. Matter of fact, they took lots. See who's the one that's going to go in. And they weren't sure you're going to come back out. So they tied a string around your ankle. In case time went past and you didn't come out, they would have to drag you out. And the reason why they did that because they understood that you, nobody can just show up in the presence of God. 
that if they came into the most holy place and they weren't right, they know they will fall down and die. God was not to be mocked. God was not going to be disrespected. They understood how to fear him and come before him. If I could get a few saints that could understand that, that when I come into his presence, it's not time for me to act like I know him. It's time for me to show that I know him. And that's why they understood to come. Now we can boldly come. And when we boldly come and we come because the great high priest who rules over God's house lets us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty conscience. Have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with the pure water. Think about it. So here we are. We are sprinkled. With the blood on our guilty conscience represents that our, we can be guilt-free. We can be redeemed. There's no condemnation to those are who are in Christ Jesus. Then it says that we are washed clean. We are purified. And this washing clean is purification. If you look back and Jesus talking about how he's going to bring forth water and spring, he's speaking of the Holy Spirit. And one work of the Holy Spirit, it continues to regenerate us and refresh us and renew us. Some of us need some help. Every day, just like I do that, sometimes my mind just ain't right. Some of y'all quiet on me. That's all right. I'm praying for you because I understand that I need to present my body as a living sacrifice. Realize I need some renewing and some transformation of my mind because the world's trying all it can to get my mind on some other things. That's why the Bible reminds me to keep my mind stayed on him. And so when I keep my mind stayed on him, the Holy Spirit said, good, you're in the right position. You're in the right alignment to get everything. You understand how when you get things in the right alignment, how it work out. For example, if you got a hose and you put a kink in that hose, you can stop that water from coming out. And many times our minds get some kinks. We get some things that stop us from, from, from getting everything that God wants for us. So we need to get them kinks out so the Holy Spirit can fully move mm, in our lives. That's why we need to be careful not to quench the Holy Spirit, but be submissive to the Holy Spirit and, and let it take everything that it has for us. Because how can we do that? I want you to understand that, look, when they come before the Lord with a guilty conscience, it means this, that they understand right what is right and want to do right. So they live to do what is right before him. So think about how they come. They come ready to worship him. They come with a repentant heart, knowing that he's a holy God. So how can you keep your mind on a holy God and you're thinking about some other stuff? You know, it's, it's time out that we, we need to turn the TV off, turn that radio off because it's playing and saying some stuff that we don't need to hear. And sometimes we hear so much of that stuff that we forget what the good stuff sound like. We need to make sure that, God, I give you priority and then we can filter out that other stuff. Because this is how the enemy sneaks in. We think we're good enough, we're strong enough, I can handle it. And then when stress comes upon your life, issues come upon your life, you start saying the stuff that you said you would not say anymore. Watch out, somebody. You start cursing and acting like you don't know the Lord. If, Lord have mercy. if somebody around you saw that, they will feel ashamed and you will feel ashamed too. That's why we need to come with those conscience and say, Lord, sprinkle me. Mm. Refresh me, O oh God. Renew me, O oh God. Wash me, O oh God. And look, at I can boldly come. Hallelujah. Why can I boldly come? Because I don't care that I'm America's most wanted. I don't care that you know that I'm guilty. He has set me free. 
because I'm not coming to you. I'm going to the king. Y'all grab that? There's some people out there that are feeling depressed, feeling locked up because the sin has them shackled down, but you can let them know there's a place where you can be set free. We got a lot of our hymns from slaves talking about freedom. We got a lot of our Negro spirituals from the civil rights of people talking about freedom. Because we sing them with joy and with passion because everybody was desperate for some freedom. There's people out there right now that need to hear the news of some freedom. And so look at this process. We do not have to live in shame, guilt, and depression. Jesus has redeemed us and forgiven us. Our guilty conscience has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. There's no longer any condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no fear of punishment or sentencing hanging over you. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. You are free to come in the presence of of the Lord. And why do you want to be in the presence of the Lord before you're in his presence? That's where his spirit is. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So walk in his word. Walk in his truth. And desire to be holy for our God is holy. Jesus is our high priest and he is our perfect sacrifice. And he has, he has presented himself to the Lord. And I'm going to close, but as I close, I want you to look at how, if I could draw further on this text. Look at verses 22 to 25, which I read in our hearing. It, it tells us of five instructions on how we are to respond to Jesus as our high priest. But I want to give you the five. The five are draw near, hold fast confession, consider one another, assemble together, and exhort one another. But in my conclusion, I just want to deal with verse 22 and how it tells us how to draw near. It tells us to draw near with a true heart. Can, you, can we come with a true heart? Can we come with a broken and a contrite spirit that he will not despise? When we come with a true heart, we come with full assurance of the faith, knowing that I'm coming with a pure, broken down heart to the only one who can make me whole. And when I come to the only one who can make me whole, I know that he's sprinkling me with the blood of Jesus. And as he's sprinkling me with the blood of Jesus, I know that my body is being washed by the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, and I, I just want to stop there. But if you keep on going on, then you got no true, you got no choice but to testify that he's good. You're gonna hold on to the confession of faith. You're gonna lift up one another and encourage one another, and you won't forget assembling together because you know when you assemble together, there's power. And so, if he's my high priest, I'm gonna draw near. If he's my high priest, I'm going to draw near. Why will I draw near? Because only he can make my heart right. Only he can take my pain away. Only he can make me whole. I need the priest to present me before God. And since Jesus presents us before God, being our great mediator, being our great prophet, being our great king, being our high priest, then we can boldly come. We can boldly come. Check it out, check it out. You don't need to set an appointment. He doesn't have to check his schedule. 
you can boldly come. To get into the White House, you got to schedule an appointment. And then they got to do a background check. And then they're going to frisk you when you get there. I can come just as I am to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, to the host of hosts. Because he knows all about my background. He knows all about what's on me. And he's going to sprinkle me with his blood. And he's going to wash and renew me so I can be with him. I said I was going to, I was done, but just one more thing. As I think about how I can come before the king. You remember the parable Jesus says about the wedding feast? And how he noticed how people were in there that should not have been in there. He sent out invitations that rejected them, so he let everybody else come in. And this one came in, he looked at him and realized that, how did you get in? How did you get in? And the reason why they realized that when the king invites people over, who those he's invited, he gave them a change of clothes. He gave them a change of clothes so they would be dressed appropriately to be in the assembly. So those who did not have the appropriate dress were not invited, so you know, how did you get in? Aren't you glad that the white host don't, won't give you appropriate clothing? They're just going to let you know you're not appropriate. But our Lord, our King, oh hallelujah, he will make us appropriate himself. He will cleanse us and purify so we can boldly come in his presence. So think about whatever it is that you're going through, you can take it to him and say, Lord, here I am, just as I am. He says, good, I can work with that. Let's give it to the Lord. Let's turn to the Lord. We come right.